Alright, good morning Superflex City, welcome back. Free agency is underway, how are we feeling, how are you feeling? I'm going to tell you how I'm feeling, my reactions, maybe maybe we'll call this my corrective actions. Let's, let's start with Washington, Ryan Fitzpatrick to the Washington football team. How are we feeling about this? I get the general consensus that most people are pretty excited about the Ryan Fitzpatrick signing. I think there's been a bit of an overreaction. I think there needs to be a little bit of correction on what you should really expect from Ryan Fitzpatrick for your Superflex Dynasty teams. Let's start with the number 16. 16 opportunities that Ryan Fitzpatrick has had to start 16 games. He has completed that amazing feat three times. The last time Ryan Fitzpatrick played 16 games was in 2015. I find no irony at all in the fact that Ryan Fitzpatrick in his 17th season has an opportunity to play 17 games. Do I think he will actually achieve this lofty goal for him in his 17th season? I don't. I don't at all, actually. I think the move here is to pivot to Kyle Allen or Taylor Heineke. And I think the sooner you start to make some of these moves, the better. I think that if you have Ryan Fitzpatrick on any of your dynasty teams, the move is to move him. It's time to get out. It's time to move on. There's enough enough going on right now in that echo chamber that I love so much for me to think that you could move on, pivot to somebody like Andy Dalton even, if you have Ryan Fitzpatrick. If you don't and you're interested in this Washington football team and their quarterbacks, I think you watch to see if they trade for somebody, be it Gardner Minshew. If they don't, and the most likely scenario and what we need to watch for is to see who wins that number two spot. Is it going to be Kyle Allen or is it going to be Taylor Heineke? As soon as we know, that's the quarterback I will be going after. That's who I want to add to my teams on the cheap. I wouldn't be a bit surprised, assuming that Washington doesn't draft a quarterback at 19 overall in that NFL draft. Those are the quarterbacks that I'll be going after. I can't say that they're the answer for the Washington football team, but I do believe those. that's where you want to put your eye. That's the direction you want to go. Heineke now on a two-year, $4.5 million contract, so not really a lot of money. They don't have a lot invested to him. Kyle Allen, however, they only felt comfortable giving a one-year, $850,000 contract. So he's playing on a one-year deal. Whoever wins that number two spot for the Washington football team is who you want to go get. Another uh, a huge signing for the Washington football team that I think it would be a disservice if we got out of here without talking about is the addition of Curtis Samuel, how much they might like him. As we know, he played with Ron Riviera in 2019. Every season Samuel's had has gotten better. And now to have him alongside Terry McLaurin, this is great. This is great for Logan Thomas. This is great for McLaurin. This is great for whoever that starting quarterback will end up being for the Washington football team. What I want you to take out of this the most is to move on from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Don't get caught up in the idea that he's the one that you want of like Dalton and Cam Newton. I would rank those three as of now, Dalton, 
Cam, and then Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm guessing that I'm not consensus on this. I don't really know. I haven't had this conversation with anybody, to be quite clear. But I'm guessing that that's how most are not going to rank them. I think it's almost the opposite right now. I feel like it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, Cam, and then Dalton. I want it in the reverse order of that. I want Dalton, the guy that's going to be starting for the Chicago Bears all season if he's healthy. That's who I want. That's a completely different situation, though. So as far as the Washington football team, get rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Add whoever that number two is. I would get rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick ASAP, though, just in case you see them make a trade. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that they have Fitzpatrick there as the bridge and then to see what they can maybe possibly do with Taylor Heineke. And then after that, they're probably going to get somebody in the 22 draft or or maybe trade for somebody. So that's the move that I think you want to make is getting rid of Ryan Fitzpatrick before they get somebody in the draft, before they trade somebody, that worst case situation. Because honestly, Ryan Fitzpatrick shouldn't be as easy to move as he is today. Who wants to talk about Jamal Williams completely destroying DeAndre Swift's value. Guess what? You're in the wrong damn place for that. Let's talk about that. As we all very well know, last year, DeAndre Swift played behind Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson had 156 attempts to DeAndre Swift's 114. Peterson turned those into 604 yards for seven touchdowns averaging 3.9 yards per carry. DeAndre Swift turns his 114 carries into 521 yards, eight touchdowns, one more touchdown than than Adrian Peterson, and averaged 4.6 yards per carry. So almost a yard more per carry than Adrian Peterson. And I know some of you don't care about yards per carry, but I do, especially in this case when they're both on the same team. DeAndre Swift was RB20 last year missing three games, and playing behind Adrian Peterson. That's not going to be the case this year. DeAndre Swift is not going to be playing behind Adrian Peterson. He's not going to be playing behind Jamal Williams. So you add Williams behind Swift. What this really means to me is Detroit is concerned about Carrion Johnson and his health. I don't want to get away from the fact that Jamal Williams Pretty good pass catcher while he's in Green Bay. Targeted 35 times last year. Brought in 31 of them. 236 yards and one touchdown for an 88.6 catch rate. That's damn good. Swift had an 80.7 in his rookie season. Targeted 51 times. Brought in 46 of them. That's with missing three games. So pretty damn good as as well. Don't want to take away from that. Williams also carried the ball quite well in Aaron Jones's absence. Again, Aaron Jones missed two games last year. Jamal Williams ends the season as RB39, averaging RB45 numbers. And then you get to Swift, again, playing behind Adrian Peterson, getting less touches than Adrian Peterson. Swift misses three weeks, comes in at RB20, also averaging RB20 on the season. So you have to imagine that's probably about what he would have averaged, maybe a little bit higher if he would have really got going. That was with the concussion. Probably would have finished in an RB12 area had he played all three of those games. Quite honestly, Jamal Williams 
would be smitten if one of his last four seasons were as good of that of Swift's rookie year. I don't see Jamal Williams as a fifth-year breakout. He's the handcuff to DeAndre Swift. If this, for some reason, presents a buy opportunity where you can get DeAndre Swift a little bit easier, I suggest you do so. Don't worry about Jamal Williams. If you can get him as your handcuff to Swift, I think you should probably do that because I think Jamal Williams will spell Swift very well. They do similar things on the field. So you do want Williams absolutely if Swift goes down. The price might be a little bit too high for me. Add in the fact that Dan Campbell is on record saying that he wants to make DeAndre Swift into his Elvin Kamara on the Detroit Lions. He wants to see DeAndre Swift more out of the slot. Honestly, if you can acquire DeAndre Swift any easier in this moment because of the echo chamber brought on by Jamal Williams signing to Detroit, absolutely go and try and add DeAndre Swift. I feel like somebody in the back wanted to hear more about DeAndre Swift. You guys are silly. You guys are crazy. You know I'm here for it. DeAndre Swift was a top 24 running back eight times, 61% of the games he played. Because remember, he missed those three games. So we've only got 13 games. So as a rookie behind Adrian Peterson, he was an RB2 eight times. He was an RB1 top 12 three times on the season. Pretty decent for a rookie playing behind Adrian Peterson. Honestly, getting out touched by Adrian Peterson most weeks this, this year. He had that amazing catch rate we talked about, 200.2 fantasy points, 114 attempts, 521 yards, 4.6 yards per carry, 8 touchdowns on the car, on the ground, 46 catches, as we mentioned, targeted 57 times, 357 yards through the air, 7.8 yards average, another 2 touchdowns on the ground for a total of 10 touchdowns on the season. DeAndre Swift. Moving on. Jags sign Carlos Hyde behind James Robinson. This one's it doesn't mean anything to me at all. I'm, I'm still so interested in going out and acquiring James Robinson as many teams as I can, honestly. He's going to be the lead back there. We want him to lose a few touches to somebody else. I don't even know if that player is going to be Carlos Hyde. I still believe that there's a day coming next few weeks here where you can get James Robinson a little bit cheaper, but no need to waste a lot of time on this one. Carlos Hyde is a mute point to me. I don't even care that he signed. Brissett to Miami. So we've got Jacoby Brissett going to Miami. This is such a small move that it seems like it doesn't matter, and it might not. Everything I'm saying right now is just how I feel, the feelings I've gotten from these moves. This one made me feel like Tua safe. They've also promised that he's going to get a chance to show what he has as the starting quarterback for Miami this year. But them signing Jacoby Percet makes me feel like they just got his backup in there. They're probably not taking a quarterback at three overall. Maybe they move back. They should add some weapons to that team. Maybe they add his teammate, Devonta Smith. We'll have to see what happens. But this move did make me feel safer about Tua. Manuel Sanders to Buffalo. This is great. This is great for Josh Allen. How could we not be happy about this? No, I'm not concerned about Gabriel Davis. I feel like a few people are. I'll say this. I like Emmanuel Sanders more than I like John Brown. 
after that, though, I'm not worried. I still look for Gabriel Davis to com- continue to get better and add to his really decent rookie season. So not concerned about it. I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the team. I think it opens up the players that we want to see get open, being Stefan Diggs, Gabriel Davis. We'll have to see what they do at the run game, the tight end. I'd love to see them draft a tight end there. And I'm really excited for Josh Allen to get somebody like Emmanuel Sanders. We saw how quickly he's gone into offenses and acclimated himself to crummy situations and quarterback changes in Denver, and then the quick trade to 49ers. Veteran wide receivers don't always acclimate themselves that quickly to the offense, and we have seen from Emmanuel Sanders that he can. Absolutely a nice little cheap buy if you can go get him. I'd rather go try to get Emmanuel Sanders than Ryan Fitzpatrick, being completely honest. The Jets? The Jets? The Jets are adding some weapons for whoever gets to throw the ball. So we've got Denzel Mims already on the team, still have Jameson Crowder. They add Corey Davis, and now we're talking about adding Juju. So at the time I'm recording, he hasn't been signed, but we're talking about adding Juju to the Jets. This makes me wonder if if they might actually be all in on Sam Darnold, and they're going to add some weapons. If not, what a horror. I mean, how could that guy even feel at that? Like, we're adding all these weapons, but we're done with you. We know we didn't give you much while you were here, but we've got somebody else coming into town, and we want him to have some weapons. But, wow, the Jets. The Jets are doing what I would have loved to have seen the Detroit Lions do, which also makes me feel like Detroit Lions won't stay on it too long. We'll probably be drafting a wide receiver with their first pick in the NFL draft. And then we get Kenyon Drake to the Raiders. I don't understand this move. I would say that there's probably never going to be another time than this offseason where Josh Jacobs' value is actually this low. I'm probably going to go throw some offers out for Josh Jacobs. I'm a little bit disappointed by the timing of this. My move was going to be to try to add some decent equity to Josh Jacobs to try and go get DeAndre Swift with the Jamal Williams news. And then this happens, which is going to hurt my Josh Jacobs stocks much more than my Swift shares have been hurt. So nevertheless, I think it's a good time to maybe go and feel out the market for Josh Jacobs, especially if you're in need of a running back. I can't imagine this playing out in a scenario where a healthy Josh Jacobs finishes the season any worse than RB16. And I think that his value at this point and the ease to buy him is probably well below that. So honestly, I'm probably going to throw in some offers for Josh Jacobs today, some DeAndre Swift offers, some Andy Dalton offers, some Curtis Samuel offers if I can. That might be a little bit tougher. I'm ignoring Jared Cook. I'm oddly interested in AJ Green at this price. And I know what you're thinking, like why he's been so bad. And he has been. He's definitely regressed. We've never seen A.J. Green the way we did last season. It wasn't fun to watch. Those of you that already got out probably feel like you won. You probably got a third for him. I think I would pay that for him today, though. Playing along somebody, alongside somebody like DeAndre Hopkins can't hurt him. Having a quarterback like Kyler Murray can't hurt him. And I know like last year you got Joe Burrow. He had some healthy Andy Dalton in his prime, but he never played for somebody like Kyler Murray. 
I'm not saying he's a wide receiver one. I'm not even saying he's a wide receiver two. I'm saying the price is probably right if you need like wide receiver four, wide receiver five on your team, somebody to cover some bye weeks, maybe some really awful flex weeks. I'm mildly interested in AJ Green. At first, I was kind of like, eh, who cares? But I'm kind of getting to the point where, I don't know, it, it might not be a bad time to to go out and throw on some offers for AJ Green as well. That's it. I'm out. Follow at Superflex City. Follow at Swagzilla Zero G. That's me. Go try to add some two of your teams.